I'd rather be so busy I can't get it all done, but at least I do my best. I finish the day just knowing I did the best I could. That's all right. And then I just roll some things over to the next day and I, you know, I just continue on over and over again, just repeating that. Do the best I can every day, even if I can't accomplish it all, but at least I feel blessed that I've got a full schedule. Welcome to the B1 Podcast. This episode was taken from a previously live recorded session of the Mindset Tune-Up, where Ben interviews guests from a wide range of different industries and sectors to discover how they've fine-tuned their mindset to find success in whatever it is they're looking to achieve in life. These sessions can be watched live, so if you're not already subscribed to our YouTube channel, then head over to the show notes where you can find a link to the B1 Mindset YouTube channel itself. And of course, all the details where you'll be able to follow Matt Skinner from the Hacks Gym. And trust me, after listening to what Matt has to say about his journey and his approach to mindset, it's somebody that I'm sure you'll probably want to follow. Before we dive in, just a quick word of warning. If you've got some people who'd rather not listen to some swear words, there are the occasional ones dropped in this episode. So maybe put on some headphones or tune in when it's appropriate. Yes, guys. Take number two, we are live. So um, obviously showing my amazing tech skills, I've just brought Matt in after introducing him and then I had to pause him and rewind back. Um, thankfully, my uh, business partner and uh, main man, uh, Liam, is just explained that I needed to press the live button in the top right corner. Um, so Liam, can you give me a thumbs up if we are rocking and rolling now? But I can see eight views already popping up, so I'm guessing we're good to go. So again... <clears throat> Massive apologies to Matt. I've just dropped him backstage and I'm going to just repeat what I said and I'm going to bring him back in. Uh, but yeah, guys, I'm super pumped. This is episode um, number one of the Mindset Tune-Up show. And this is something that I'm extremely proud of. Again, as, as I've just kind of like talked to no one, I'm going to say it again. This has been a big passion of mine to, to start this year. I think um, 2021 was a massive year for me and I achieved a hell of a lot. And 2022, I had the mindset of going into 2022 as strong as possible. And thankfully, January has been massively productive. And the gentleman that I brought in tonight, I've been really inspired by. We've connected over Instagram and we share a lot of values in life, um, both to do with work, to do with businesses, to do with family um, and to do with developing ourselves. So I'm going to bring him in now and uh, we're going to have a little chat. And guys... If you have any questions, please do drop them in the comments. It was amazing on, yeah, I'm, I'm live now. Everyone can hear me. Everyone's popping comments so we know we're rocking and rolling. So with no further ado, I am now going to bring back in for the second time, Matt. Um, so introducing Matt Skinner. Apologies, Matt. Welcome to the Mindset no Tune-Up Show. No problem, man. Fantastic to be here. Really, really do appreciate the chance to, to sit down and talk with you. Uh, I know it sounds a bit arrogant, but I got to say, there's just very few people I come across out there who I feel like they can out hustle me. And, <laughs> and you are absolutely at the top of that list. When I came across you on social media, I just latched right on and had to had to follow for ideas and inspiration for myself and how I could challenge myself further, more intensely than I usually do. Uh, it's been fantastic. I'm just really, really excited to have a chance to sit down and talk this evening. Amazing, man. And, and I can't thank you enough for that. Those words mean a hell of a lot to me. And I think that I'm a big believer in surrounding yourself with the right people. Um, and whether that's someone that you are literally in person with or whether it's someone across a different side of the world is, is a phenomenal thing. And that's something that's shown me that you can transition your life, your mindset 
by just being around the right people. Again, whether being connected over social or in person. Now, we've got a lot of people already tuning in and saying hi. So thank you for joining in, everyone. And as we go through, guys, if you've got any questions, please do shout out. Again, on Monday night, it was really good to see people engaging with each other in the comments as well. And I, I do want this to build as a community. Um, so again, pl please do share as we go through. I think my producer is actually jumping in. Liam, I'm going to remove you out. <laughs> He's removed himself out. He's probably checking I'm doing everything right. Thank you, yeah. Liam, my man. Um, so, Matt, just a little bit of a brief introduction about yourself. I'm going to go into, I've made some notes about yourself um, and about the things that I feel are really integral to bring out tonight. But I want everyone just to understand a little bit more about who Matt Skinner is. Um, so I'm going to give you the opportunity to speak for a couple of minutes, just a brief introduction about who Matt is. Sure thing. So we'll just hit the personal side and get myself introduced. Uh, uh, Matt Skinner, I'm 48, live in Houston, Texas. Been down here for close to 20 years. Uh, grew up in Los Angeles, just kind of like the big city vibe. Uh, that's my thing. Uh, been uh, been married for uh, 25 years now to my high school crush. Uh, it's been a phenomenal journey. And uh, I've got six kids through the process and two grandkids. Uh, oh, so we got it. Got it. It's a pretty exciting, crazy, wild household. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's a, but it's awesome. I mean, we love it. We love the family thing. Uh, love the time that we all get together. Uh, got four that are out doing the adult thing now, and really proud of how successful they're proving to be. Really wow. appreciate all the effort they're doing and all the success they're finding. Uh, you know, always wonder if some of your example and efforts rub off as a parent and it's nice yeah. to see okay maybe a few things sunk in that's amazing <laughs> so, that's amazing yeah professionally um i've chosen a field in the environmental realm uh grew up with a lot of camping fishing hiking a lot of outdoors stuff and it just really developed in me a passion for protecting the environment restoring oh, the awesome. environment and so i found myself in a career path that uh where i do large scale environmental restoration so I'm doing things like big wildfires, hurricane restoration, wow. uh, mining operations, just anywhere that there's been large scale environmental damage of some type, then I go in and, and consult and come up with the design systems that are going to restore and rejuvenate and revegetate those areas back to what they should be. Wow. Uh, so, so I love that, uh, you know, it's, it's something I'm passionate about, but, uh, it's a, it's a good living as well. And, and challenges me on a daily basis. I get to travel a lot, spend a lot of time outside, uh, not sitting behind a desk all the time. So I certainly enjoy that part of the, of the gig and, uh, been able to work myself up into a pretty reputable position within the field and, and, and well-known and respected around and, uh, just really provided me a, a lot of, uh, a lot of blessings for sure. And uh, just love, love doing that on a daily basis. That's incredible. And I, I love the passion that you've got for that and, and obviously helping the environment, which is, which is a big thing. And I think there's been a shift over the, um, definitely the last 10 years of, of people really understanding the damage that we're doing to this planet. Um, and it's beautiful to hear, obviously the, the work that you're doing, but also the, the, the actual uh, values you share to, for making an impact. It's not just a job to yourself. You take some, um, real pride in what you do so that's that's beautiful to hear just out of curiosity might hearing you speak then so how many hours a week are you putting into that because that was unknown to me and i'm seeing you do all this other stuff so that's crazy like that, that's unbelievable what what's the the hours that you're putting into that work yeah it's uh just 
I guess I'm genetically blessed that I don't need a lot of sleep. Yeah, I uh, tend to function on a very minimal amount of hours a night. So I've always utilized that to my advantage and uh, tried to juggle a lot of things at once to keep myself occupied. My brain's just always running. And so always trying to find something to do. So, you know, it's a full time job and I'm, you know, easily doing 50 hours a week just doing my wow. day job. Uh, but yeah, then I get out into the gym and I'm doing a little time out there. Uh, you know, a lot of time on weekends, late nights, early mornings are invested into my different side projects and other endeavors that I'm passionate about as well. So it just really, you know, it does, it works for me. Certainly yeah. I don't recommend the lack of sleep to everybody, but <laughs> it works for me. Yeah. And I've just gotten used to it over the years, but I, I just, I, I love the time you know, I, I maximize the time as much as I possibly Oof. Love it. Yeah. Matt, I, I love you more and more even, even as we're speaking, because I think um, highlighting some things that obviously I didn't know about you in the chat tonight, but I think that I resonate a lot with what, what you've just said there. And I think that firstly, it, it just, it truly shows your mindset in terms of how much you are actually working towards at the minute and how much you speak about it in a positive manner. You're not complaining about the lack of time. You're not complaining about the amount of things you've got to do and, and the, the family aspects and all of this. You've actually spoke about everything there in a really positive manner. And I think that shows a lot about yourself. And I think that um, the sleep thing's a big one for me. I got a lot of um, messages and questions about how do I operate so much on, on low sleep? And, and, and I think since I became so ambitious in life and again, I feel in, in my own journey, I wasted a lot of years. So my mindset now is just to capitalize on every single minute, every single hour of the day that I can to be the best it can be for myself, for my family and for the people that I can support. Um, and, and it's just really when you said kind of just like the word kind of like maximizing, that's just a beautiful thing. And I think that this is exactly um, the reason I wanted this show because you are, belief is a big thing for myself. And I think that a lot of people feel beliefs are set when you can easily break down a belief and form a new one. And I think that there's the old beliefs of, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but there's a, there's a lot of beliefs that you need eight, nine, 10 hours of sleep a night. And I'm not to say it isn't healthy to only have four or five hours sleep a night, but at the same time, there are people operating, succeeding and being healthy on that amount. And that is myself. And now speaking to you, which I'm, I'm truly blessed, you, you've kind of highlighted that yourself as well. Um, because from everything you do, you seem very healthy. And I'm going to touch upon something that you've highlighted, obviously, in the stuff you've sent over to me. And, and I've, I've heard a little bit kind of over the Instagram as well, which is um, the transition in your health and, and what you achieved for yourself personally. Um, but I'm going to kind of pull it back a little bit, Matt. So... Um, to touch into the bio you sent over, you talked about, obviously, um, you participated in sports in school and college. Um, but then you said kind of life pulled you away, which is a big thing because this is something to highlight to a lot of people. Life grabs you, man. Um, and, and it really does take you when you when you don't expect it. Um, and then you highlighted as well, which you've been very honest with this as well, and I appreciate it, that it had um, an effect on your health and your mental state as well. So kind of as long as, again, you feel comfortable in what we're talking about, you don't need to go in too much depth. But I just wanted to understand a little bit before we move into kind of like the positive transition you made, can you, can you highlight why and how life pulled you from being yeah. quite athletic in school and then it kind of it got a grip of you and kind of took you in, in a different direction? Yeah, so 
you know, for me, what I found was, uh, you know, once I, once I got married and started a family, you know, I certainly felt that pressure to, to care for this young growing family. And for many years that had me working two full-time jobs and a part-time job just to make ends meet. And then I got to a point where I dropped the part-time job and went to school full-time put myself through school. So did my undergrad that way. Wow. So, you know, working, yeah, working two full-time jobs that were thankfully flexible around the school schedule, made the school thing work, did that and, you know, got that, got that undergrad degree finished. Matt, and that- can I jump, can I jump yeah. in with one question? And I do yeah. this a lot and it, I call it an inspired interruption. So I'm doing it for the right reasons, mm-hmm. but there's something coming out in the way you speak, which is just an absolutely unbelievable, just work ethic and attitude. And it's amazing to hear that you had that at such a young age. Can I just ask where you think that came from? Because that at a young age is quite a unique quality to have. So to hear you speak about what you've done there, before you carry on, like where do you where do you feel that kind of came from in your life? Did that come through other people? Is that just something you feel you you innately had? Uh no, it absolutely came from my dad. Right. Hundred yeah. percent from my dad. Uh, I watched him as I was a kid doing the same thing, working multiple jobs to put food on the table and shoes on our feet and keep the family afloat. And things were still always tight, but I never heard him complain. He just got up and went to work and he did the job. And, and that was always just, just so, so inspiring for me. Now I'm getting a little bit of echo. Are you getting that, Ben, on your side? Sorry. I want to make sure we're okay there. No, it's not coming. It's not coming from my side, Matt. Okay. That's fine. As long as it sounds good on your end, we're, we're set. So yeah, completely is my dad. Um, and, and when I found myself in a situation that I realized I've got to make some changes, I've got to step some things up in order to, to make ends meet, I did just did it. I mean, it just, to me, it was no, there really was no choice to be made. It just needed to happen. You know, so I juggled that for four years and got through school and got that knocked out. Um, and then that once I had that new degree, that opened up a lot more doors for me. Uh, that gave me some more potential for 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 job opportunities, you know, better pay. Uh, that that's when I moved out here to Texas for a job offer, uh, and 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 it opened up just a lot more opportunity. I went back to school a few years after that and got my graduate degree as well wrapped up and. You know, just more challenges, basically, just putting more challenges in front of myself, uh, enjoying all that process. But all that all that drive and work is just completely, completely through my dad. And uh, so grateful for that inspiration, you know, that, that he instilled in me that you just you do what has to be done. You don't question it. You don't complain about it. You just do it. And, and you know, that, that's the only way I can really put that one to before you go on, Matt, I just want to say there's a lot of comments coming in just saying incredible, awesome inspiration. Wow, what an inspirational dad. Um, and I think that having my son last year, um, and he's coming up to 10 months old, like that that inspires me and um, what you yeah. just said. And, and I think that it's a beautiful thing to hear. And I think I look for inspiration wherever I can. And I think that's what you've just said there and meeting yourself and speaking to you tonight will stick in my mind. And I just need to thank you for saying saying that on this show. I think that highlights to myself what an impact a father can have on a son. And I think you sh- you shine that both through what your father's done for you, but what also you've done for your children. So um, a massive thank you for that. 
Yeah, uh, you know, it's uh, you know very blessed and and but but as you said, you know, I, I was 24 when I got married. I, you know, short time after that, first kid came around. And, and that's when I felt that pressure started really putting myself in gear. And uh, but once once I got through school and I had more free time and I wasn't having to juggle multiple jobs, I still found that I was used to having a very full schedule. I was very accustomed to having a lot of activity. And I just continued to always find other things that would challenge me and fill my time and, and keep me engaged in, in various projects. And that's just always been my, my mindset for certain is to have a lot on my plate. Uh, I really appreciate uh, the last few episodes I've listened to of your going deep podcast with Ollie. And he talks frequently about the chaos, about <laughs> you know, thriving on the chaos. And I get that. I totally feel that I, if things aren't chaotic enough and I'm not running around kind of panicked about how to accomplish everything I need to accomplish, then I, I genuinely just get bored, a little depressed, don't yeah, feel yeah. so good about myself. You know, I'd rather have a really full agenda and only accomplish 50% of it by the end of the day than have a very small agenda and I accomplish 100% of it. Wow. I'd rather be so busy I can't get it all done but at least I do my best. And I finish the day just knowing I did the best I could. That's all right. And then I just roll some things over to the next day. And I, you know, I just continue on over and over again, just repeating that do the best I can every day, even if I can't accomplish it all, but at least I feel blessed that I've got a full schedule. Yeah. That that's, I, I absolutely love that. You've just said that because I think, I mean, and again, it just shows how different people operate. And I think that's why, my, and Liam, my, uh, um, my business partner, but also he's a producer of Going In Deep. He's going to love that. And he's just commented because um, that me and, me and Ollie are very different in nature, but we still share values and still are pushing forward. And I love you've listened and you've picked up on that. But Ollie is that exactly. And Ollie said to me exactly kind of like the same notion of sometimes something unfinished can give you motivation the next day. It's like you, you are excited to get back going and it just shows. And I, and I feel what I love about this show is people are going to resonate with different guests, but what you've just said there is so powerful. And, um, you can see yourself smile when you said it, which is something to pick up on a lot because you can tell someone genuine when they're smiling and talking about it and you start to move. So, um, so, for, so from all of this, just to touch on, and again, please don't go into any depth that you don't want when your health and mental state started to suffer, was that through the chaos slowing down and you felt there was not enough and, and kind of what impact did that start to have on you? Yeah. So, you know, life, like I said, you know, was, was challenging, you know, it's had different levels of challenge, I should say, different types of challenge, you know, the period of time with multiple jobs and all of that, that was tough. And then when I was able to slow down the work side of things a little bit, my projects became much more centered around the kids, maybe around the house and doing home improvements and, and things of that type that would fill weeks and months of, of repairs. Maybe it was, you know, just various things, but they weren't fitness, you know, they weren't health focused. And I definitely began to find that, you know, the weight was coming on, uh, the mental state was suffering at, through that lack of, of athleticism and, and, and yeah. exercise that I was generally accustomed to uh, being younger and, you know, found myself through my late twenties into mid thirties, really, really struggling, uh, you know, multiple occasions, you know, for myself, 
uh, a challenge that I've really had just a lifelong uh, circumstance is that I, I do have mental health challenges of bipolar disorder and have had a few occasions where I've not taken care of myself the way that I need to. And I've lapsed into full on psychosis where we're talking hallucinations. We're talking pretty severe distress and, uh, you know, had to really get some some significant help to get through those 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 periods of time. But they were wake up calls for sure that, man, I got to change. I got to get myself back in order and uh, found myself deciding that at one point the challenge to help get my mental state back in order would be to go back to school to get a graduate degree. That if I challenged my mind in that way, it would be beneficial. And it was. It was a, a good decision. Went, went to another two years of grad school and uh, finished up that master's degree. But during that time, my physical health suffered even more than ever before. I put on more weight than, than I'd ever reached. Uh, the stress of the schooling, you know, just kind of a lot of stress eating. Uh, I would get through the week of school by promising myself the reward that at the end of the week, I would go eat anything I wanted at Taco Bell. I mean, that was my thing. I love Taco Bell. It's a terrible, <laughs> terrible thing to love. <laughs> and and through it all, yeah, just, you know, put on way too much weight, uh, you know, just lots of other side effects health-wise that began to develop from all of that. So I finished up the graduate degree, found out my first grandchild was on the way wow. and realized there was no chance I could chase that little kid around the playground. There was no way I'd be able to have any energy to, to play with her or have any stamina. And school was no longer on the plate. So I said, that's it. Now I'm shifting all this energy that I've put into schooling. It's now going to fitness. I uh, dropped 60 pounds in the first six months that I committed to it. Uh, and just really began dedicating myself to health and fitness routine and did that very well until COVID hit. <laughs> and then, can you know, I, then can, the I, COVID can, hit I, jump for, can yeah. I jump in for a second? Yeah. Because first, I just want to say thank you for how honest you've just been in, in what you've just stated there. And I think it's, I keep using this word, man, but it's just inspirational to hear what you suffered, but where you are now. And it just shows what can be done. And that came down to your attitude in life and, and your belief that, that you could transition. And I'm like you say, someone put in, in the comments, like, I love this. And you did use the kind of the term you wanted to challenge your mind. And you kind of did it in the opposite way. You, you challenged it in a positive manner. This obviously brought you to where you are now. And I think that, again, you didn't need to share that, but you have done. And, and that's going to be inspirational for a lot of people to hear. And that's what I love when people are open and honest, because it will help people in their own journey. Um and I think that the one thing that you highly, you just jumping into it then, but I just wanted to, there's a reason I jumped in because I wanted to ask you a question around it because you kind of said in Jan 2018, you kind of set a New Year's resolution. Um, and that's when you transitioned and you lost the, the 60 pounds, you lost so much weight. Now for a lot of people, they set New Year's resolutions and and they fall short. Um, and and again, the, the, the aspect of, of commitment and dedication and determination when you set a goal uh, to stay focused and embody it and get there is something that so many people struggle with. So all I wanted to ask you on that before you proceeded was kind of where was your mind when you set yourself that New Year's resolution and when you said, right, this is it and, 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 and did that, 
were there struggles in your mind or were you that, did you have that much of a conviction that this is going to happen no matter what? Can you just kind of just, when you set that, where was your mind set right then and there? Because obviously it has completely worked for you. You achieved that goal. Um, whereas a lot of people set goals like that at the new year, but unfortunately fail and use it a fail as a complete stop, not as a learning curve, a complete stop. So I just wanted you to just, just touch on that part before you continued, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, this might take just a minute to put this in perspective, but no, please. Yeah, sure. So one thing that I, I learned early on, I mean, I'm talking, you know, in my teens, I just kind of learned this and stumbled across it. And then as I went through my education, my, my degrees are focused on group psychology, organizational strategy, behavioral psychology, behavioral economics. I came to learn that, oh my gosh, this thing that I've been doing for years and years and years is actually a known theory. It is actually a proven strategy. And, and that is commitment patterns. So the basic idea is you you force yourself into a corner is really what you do. It isn't going to work for everybody. But for me, I have found that fear is not something to overcome. Fear is not something to get through. Fear is the wind in my sails. Wow. Fear is what just pushes me to the highest levels of accomplishment. So what I do, like when I decided to go back to graduate school, I was terrified. I might, you know, I might not be able to do it. Could I handle the workload? Uh, you know, why am I going to put myself through this? So what I, so I went to social media and I went to the campus of Baylor university where I had wanted to go. I was not admitted. I had not taken the GMAT exam. I had not done anything to really get into the school. I just decided that's where I wanted to go. I felt like I was smart enough to get in. And that's the school I wanted to have on my resume. So I went to the campus, walked around, took a bunch of photos. And then I posted those photos on social media and said, I'm going to school here. I am going to get my graduate degree from Baylor University. And I put it out to the world. And then I felt, okay, now the pressure's on. Now I've made this big commitment. I have made this great, big, ugly, scary commitment. If I don't follow through on it, I'm going to look like an idiot. I love it. And that works for me. That works for my style to create that fear of failure that doesn't overwhelm me. It lifts me up. And so then I took the GMAT exam. I got admitted. I got accepted. I got into the program. I graduated with honors. You know, I, I got through it and it was fantastic. But that's my style. And as you've seen recently in my social media, I put it out there. I'm putting out a podcast and I'm and I'm building a brand and I'm doing these things that they haven't happened yet, but I'm putting it out there to thousands of followers because I need that. I thrive off that. Again, it's, it is the wind in my sails. It pushes me forward to say, now I've, now I've committed. I've put it out there. I don't want to look like a failure. I don't want to look foolish. So I'm going to get it done. <laughs> and and, and, I'm, and it, it excites me. It motivates me. And I know that not everybody can function that way. No. Uh, but for me, that is my style. That's my approach to things. And I started doing it when I was a teenager. I'd say, hey, I'm going to 
I'm going to make the starting squad for that athletic team, or I'm going to score the most points tonight. And I would just go out and do it. <laughs> or I'm going to get the lead role in that, in that play. I mean, I did a lot of things. You know, I did everything. So, um, you know, and I would just go do it. And, and I would commit to it openly in front of friends that I, I knew my, you know, I knew my friends would give me hell if I didn't follow through on it. Right. They, they'd mock me forever. And, and so I just made sure I put the commitment out in front of people who could hold me accountable, who would follow up with me to make sure I really did it. And then I would just do it. And, and those, those big powerful commitments, you know, the, 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 economic, the, the behavioral economic, behavioral psychology term is just a loud commitment. That's what we call it. They're loud commitments. They're out there in front of everyone. And, and I just thrive off that way of operation. Matt, like, I, I don't think I could have asked for a better guest on my first ever episode. And and I mean that from my, from the bottom of my heart, my like the, the, what you are saying is so powerful and um, it's just so valuable. And, and I think that we added when you talked about the fear element, a lot of people commented in, in the way you 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 approached fear, the word fear, the emotion of fear is, is phenomenal. But your whole attitude and, and, and the loud commitment thing is phenomenal because, again, so many people wouldn't do that because of fear. And you're highlighting again, you are using that as the wind in your sail. You're using that as the motivation. You are putting it out there. And that is then the driver to go and get it, man. And I think that the people that are listening i hope can take some value in what you're saying here because this is absolute gold um and it's phenomenal so please continue but i just had to jump in like that that was that was very powerful and i think a lot of people will take a lot from this his comments are coming in and, and yeah you're an amazing man matt please continue well, appreciate that uh, you know, so that, that's what I found has been, you know, a very significant thing. Now, there's there's also we have the loud commitments. There's also silent commitments. Now, they're little things. Uh, I mentioned the podcast here that I'm planning to do. Yep. Uh, I've written a few episodes. I'm moving along. But what I did for a silent commitment is I simply I bought a nice two hundred dollar microphone so I could prepare for recording good episodes. Now, nobody knew I bought the microphone. You know, my wife didn't know, my friends didn't know, nobody else knew that I bought it. But I knew that I had spent a decent amount of money on this microphone. If I don't use it, I still feel guilt. I, I still feel that I've failed to some degree. And, and those, those silent commitments are still valuable. And if you can bundle some silent commitments with some loud commitments around a certain goal, Wow, you can you can really really drive some success. You know, maybe you decide that you're going to get your fitness back, and all you do is go buy an outfit for the gym. Okay, it's a small silent commitment, but it's something. It's still a step in the right direction. And if you don't use that outfit, you probably will feel a little bit of guilt. You'll feel like, man, why did I do that? And what you're really doing is you're taking away excuses with those silent commitments. I could say, I, I can't do the podcast because I don't have a good microphone. All right. I took that excuse away. Or you say, I don't, I can't go to the gym because I'll feel silly because I don't have a good looking outfit. Okay. You get the outfit. You've taken away that excuse. It doesn't mean you're necessarily going to follow through with the commitment, but those silent commitments are those little ways that you push yourself closer. You take away those excuses. And then those loud commitments 
they really lock you in. They paint you into a corner. And if you don't fulfill it at that point, you're really going to be in trouble. But those silent commitments can help you build the courage to then go make that big, loud commitment. And, and that's where I really can find you, you, you can develop success following that pattern. So my my bit my business partner Liam and the producers just come in and and as you were speaking I knew that he would be buzzing about what you were saying there because Liam is going to be a magician and chop bits of this to be able to repurpose and I, as you were speaking then I was thinking this is gold like the silent commitment and the way you described it was very very powerful and I think then uh, um, this is something I hope again, people can put into place. It's, we, we talk a lot about you can hear a podcast, you can hear um, um, or read a book, or you can be in a meeting and you can think there's something really valuable from it. But then at the end of it, you just go back to, to life. So again, it's taking what Matt's saying here. The, the, those things were powerful. Like I've not heard, I know the the the, the kind of, I understand what you mean by the silent commitment, but I've never heard it described like that. And I think that is powerful. And I'm, I'm sure we're going to be able to chop that up and, and, and put that out there. Because I think, Matt, that's a, a very powerful thing to produce. And, and a new Liam would jump in and that's absolute gold, Matt. So thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. I'm, thanks for the chance to talk. In in terms of... Um, in terms of the structure of achieving the goal, so... When you set, did you set yourself a target of losing 60 pounds or was your goal and target to get into healthier shape? How did you kind of attack that in terms of, was it a specific or was it kind of just, I'm just going to get moving. I'm going to put work in now to change my health. Cause I think a lot of people that potentially could be listening to this in terms of body shape or health, they might be trying to think, right, okay, so Matt's achieved this unbelievable goal. How did you approach it? Was it a specific target or did you kind of just go about, again, as I've just said, more, I'm just going to get active. I'm just going to put the work in. Yeah, I did not start with a specific weight loss goal. I started with a fitness goal. I wanted to get into equal fitness as to where I was in college. That was my initial goal was to at least get back into as good a shape as I was in college, lifting the same amount of weight, running the same speeds, having the same athleticism. And I felt like that by itself was a high enough bar anyway, because by the time I started doing that, I was in my mid forties and figured if I could at least equal my college level, I also realized at college, so much of what I experienced in relation to fitness and health just simply was because of age. And had nothing to do with diet or workout plans. It was just good luck because I was younger, right? So I figured I could probably do that. Well, then I hit that point and realized, okay, I can go further. Wow. I can lift more weight than I ever did in college. I can run faster than, than I did. Or I can run longer than I did. I can, I can improve. I can I keep pushing these limits and through that process, the weight came off. Uh, but at the same time, my, my size went up. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I had to move up in the bigger T-shirt sizes. And I had to, you know, make those kind of adjustments, which were phenomenal. Uh, yeah. and, and, and so it was, you know, more muscle mass than I'd ever had in my life. Uh, you know, and, and just, you know, just, you know, again, just looking better, more confident. 
uh, just realizing I could I could accomplish so much with the focus, with with the right planning. Uh, it was just, uh, you know, again, you know, I, I didn't want to start with a weight loss goal because my objective was to feel better and look better, not just to hit a certain number. So to, to dig into that, because I think you said something really powerful and I, I've kind of got two questions, but I think you've answered one of them, but I'm going to kind of hit it again because I think it will, I, sometimes I think repetition helps people really kind of take it in. And I think one of them's around belief. And I think the a belief when I, and I've been, I've worked within the fitness world for, for a long time. And a lot of people do have a goal of getting back to a certain shape th that they've been in the past, whether it's from the teen, the twenties, whatever kind of age it was. But I feel for a lot of people, there is this lack of belief of, is it possible to get back there? And again, you hit upon it. Like when you are younger, yes, things, metabolism, things play in your favor. As you get older, you've just got to work harder and put things into systems into place. But for a lot of people, there is this limiting belief. So they say to themselves, I want to get back to the shape I was in in my 20s or my 30s, whatever it may be. And, and I'm a big believer in no matter what age you are at, you can you can achieve results. So the question I've got for you, and again, you are a very strong man in terms of your belief structure. So I'm sure when you set that you believed you could get it. So I want you to kind of think about potentially the people that are listening here more than yourself, because what would you kind of say to someone who had the same aspiration of yourself, which is I want to get back to where I was at this point, but they have more of a limited belief of, I don't think I could do that. Like I, I don't think I could get there. Their beliefs were a little bit lacking, if that makes sense. Whereas you have just such an unbelievable attitude of I'm going to get there. What do you think they could do and, and implement to help them in that situation? Well, for myself, no matter what objective I set out to accomplish, I still go into it with a realistic mindset that I might fail or I might come up short. I don't think too much about it, but I know it's there. I know the possibility is there. And so when it came to health and fitness, I understood I might not be able to get back to that collegiate level again, but if I could get 70% there, would that make me happy? And I thought, yeah, that probably would. Okay. So I've got this range now of, of tolerability that if I could just get somewhere from 70 to hundred, I'm targeting the hundred percent, but if I could just get to 70 to hundred, I'll probably still be happy. I'll stick with it. I know I'll be better off than where I'm at at the starting point. And, and that's still there in the back of my mind where I, I want to have a lofty goal and I want to put pressure on myself. But we, for any of us, we've got to be sure the pressure is not so insurmountable that it freezes us in place. Yep. We can't put so much pressure on ourselves that we just, you know, just we just stop progressing, right? We just give up. And, and so I just, you know, so I, I just progressed and I hit that kind of 70% mark and realized, okay, I can still push harder. And as you said, yeah, my, my workouts when I was in college were 30 minutes a day, you know, now I'm more like 90 minutes. Yeah. yeah. I got to put in a little more time. I didn't pay attention to anything I ate in college. Now I count every calorie, every macro, <laughs> I pay attention to everything. Right. So you, you have to make adjustments to tolerate your age, but it doesn't, 
it doesn't mean you can't do it, right? It, it just, there's a little more effort. You have to be a little smarter about it. Okay, maybe there's some more sacrifices involved. You know, I, I haven't eaten Taco Bell in years, right? I, I learned I can't do that anymore. So, so you, you make those sacrifices and those changes, but certainly I, I think it's, it's worth it, right? You, everyone would agree it's worth it to get your health and your fitness back. And, and then you, you just give yourself that little bit of wiggle room where you can still be satisfied and happy at a little bit lower level than your ultimate goal, but you still keep pushing toward that ultimate goal. And for me, I, I hit that ultimate goal and realized I can even go further. This is amazing. Okay, I'll, I'll keep pushing. And I've just reached a point now where I just don't stop pushing. I just, you know, okay, let's try this challenge and let's try this and let's, let's try this amount of weight and let's try this different routine. And uh, let's just keep figuring out what I could do. Things I never would have thought possible when I was in my late teens, you know, early to mid twenties, you know, I can, you know, I'm do, doing things in the gym. I never would have imagined I could ever dream of doing. And, and it's phenomenal. Yeah. A little more work, a little more sacrifice, a little more time. Okay. I'm I'm good with that. I'm okay with making those trade-offs. I think that um, a few things that I want I want to touch on there, Matt, um, and and people are just absolutely buzzing off you in the comments. So the first thing that I need to say is, please get your podcast up and running as soon as possible, man, because I'm going to be listening to that it's every coming, time the coming. show drops, man. And I think you're going to pick up a hell of a lot of followers from from how you've spoken tonight because you are a powerful man in many many ways. Um, so that podcast is going to be so impactful to to many people um and i think that i feel there's two things um in in, in what you said there that that work in my mind is is really important which is you act from the mindset and the method you went into that with you built more belief as you went along you your process was actually a belief builder because you aim for the 70 and just the strategy upon that built belief that actually i can go harder and faster, I can, I can get that 100. So you built belief along your way, which is a beautiful thing. The second one was something that, just as you were speaking, I was thinking about, and I think maturity actually has a very beautiful aspect to it. And you talk about the, the, the sacrifices and the discipline that's needed in the later years to achieve the results that you may have achieved in young years. And this, this can re relate to any goal. But that's where I think maturity has a beautiful aspect because as we age, we have the actual understanding of discipline is a good thing. Sacrifices are a good thing. If you want to achieve a goal and you are looking at discipline and sacrifice as a negative thing and you're resenting it, you're actually living a life that you are not going to enjoy. If you embody discipline, I want to be disciplined. I want to do these things because I want my goal. Sacrifice, I want to sacrifice these things because I want my goal. I think maturity actually brings a positive shift in terms of looking at these things. And I think as you talked about that, like, again, you, you were talking in a way that you really were happy that you made sacrifices in discipline. Whereas at a younger age, it's kind of resented a little bit. You want to live your life and you can get away with it more. But I think maturity does bring, and I think why I wanted to highlight that is because I think I, I work with a lot of people and they do resent at the start the word discipline. As soon as you say it, it's like, fuck, God, discipline, fuck, I've got to be disciplined, sacrifice, I don't want to get in. But if we can change our mindset to the words themselves, I do, we, me and Liam work something where we, we put a word into the community group and we ask everyone to define it. And the reason we do it is so people can understand what this word means to them. Because I think if you can transition the word to work for you in your life and empower you, it plays to your favor. 
And the reason I just wanted to bring that up in that conversation then was because as you were speaking, when you when you talked about the 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 outlook and mindset you had now, it just embodied the fact that, like I said, discipline and sacrifice wasn't a negative thing. You look at that as a positive thing, and that says a lot. And I think that that is something that a lot of people can take from. Instead of negatively looking at things, can you put a positive shift? Because last thing I'll say before I pass it back over is you set a goal. And as you start to grow towards that goal, you start to become the person that was at the finish. Like you embodied everything. It became who this new Matt is. Obviously, you are Matt from, from, from when you are born to now, but but you you grew back to the Matt you wanted to be. So everything you do now, although it is discipline and sacrifice, you love it. It's a part of who you are. And again, that shines through not just your achievements within body shape and health and mental state, but also your businesses and your family, man. This is just, it, it shines out throughout life at everything you're trying to achieve. Well, thank you very much for that. It means a whole lot coming from you, Ben. Thank you. When you talk about discipline and sacrifice in particular, you know, motivation has its place. We all need motivation in various uh, various ways, but discipline is what truly yields results. I mean, I will just argue that to the day I die. Discipline is what really matters. And yes, there's a lot of negative views on discipline and sacrifice, but what I think for people that we lose sight of, we've all been in this spot where we feel like our life has gotten out of control, that we're living life in a very reactionary manner, and we aren't being proactive. We're not able to grab hold and, and take control of our life and direct it where we want to go. And we blame our circumstances. We blame the external things around us for that reactionary process. I believe the best way to gain that control is through discipline. We have to incorporate discipline into your routine. You have to make some sacrifices and that regains your control. They, they, they have that. That is the only way to do it. Then, then you're not reactionary. We are able to be proactive, able to direct our lives better. Uh, you know, that's a million different ways that could take shape, but you've just got to find those ways to express the discipline, to make the sacrifice, and you regain control. What I'll also throw out there is I do understand being in a circumstance where you feel that there's not a lot of hope, that you don't have a lot of options. I understand that severe depression where you can't even get out of bed and take a shower. Yeah. I, I totally know that. And you look at other people who are succeeding on a high level and, and you think, man, I can't do that. That's not me. I don't have any chance of ever being at that point. Don't lose sight of the fact that we are all, I'd like to think of it like we are all like divers, like Olympic divers. And when you're diving, every dive has a degree of difficulty, right? It has this weird, weird multiplier that the judges put onto that dive. And it's so hard to understand it. It's so hard to make sense of how this degree of difficulty <laughs> thing works, right? But we all have it. We all have a personal degree of difficulty. So I may look at something that you accomplish and I think, man, I could never do that. There's no way I could do that. And you think to yourself, well, that's a piece of cake for me. 
because your degree of difficulty is different than mine. You've had past experiences and, and you've had different things in your life that make certain challenges not really all that challenging. And, and I'm the same. You know, certain things to me are a piece of cake and to other people it would crush them. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. And so we can't get lost in that whole comparative thing. We can't get lost in that whole, I can, you know, I can never do that. I can't ever reach that goal. I can never be that person because your degree of difficulty is just different. And you've got to consider that. You've got to think about that and understand you're just competing against yourself. We see it all the time on social media, right? Don't compete against other people. Don't compare yourself to other people. But it is so important to truly accept that fact, to not get caught up in that. Your degree of difficulty is different from everyone else's. And if something is deeply challenging to you, okay, you can still get through it. And when you do get over it, you can take more pride in it because you overcame a higher degree of difficulty than the next guy. That's great. Fantastic for you. And that's the thing I think I have found the most personal satisfaction in social media is, is I spend so much of my time just commenting and supporting other people. And I love it. You know, just like, man, wow, that was awesome. Good job. That was so cool. Uh, you know, I mean, I, 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 I just, I see there's so much negativity in social media. Right. And I love in my own way, being a reverse troll and, and just positively supporting so many people who are trying to lose weight, who are fighting diabetes, who are dealing with mental health issues, and they're using fitness as their way to tackle these various problems. And, and I get fortunate enough to find their accounts and I lock onto them and I check in with them and I'm, I, I'm DMing them and messaging them and, you know, Hey, how, how would your weight loss go this week? And, you know, how's your sugar levels on your diabetes, you know, and how's this going? How's everything working out for you? And, and, and I just, man, I found that, you know, for me, that is so, for me, it's motivating and rewarding. You know, I, I, I like the, I, I appreciate the content I put out there, but that's secondary. My primary function now is, is just support cheering, just, just being a, being a coach and a, and a cheerleader, and, and, and just helping people figure that out, you know, Hey, that's your degree of difficulty. I don't have that. I don't have those problems. I got some different ones that I've overcome and, and you've got yours that you're going to overcome and we're going to do it together. And, and we're just going to support each other through these struggles. And it's going to be fantastic when we get to the other side and we can celebrate that, man, look at what we did. This is, this is awesome. Mom, I like, I feel, I feel like we're, we're brothers uh, from across uh, the world because I resonate with you so, so much. It's untrue. And I think, um, I believe things happen for, for the right reasons. Number one, you're coming on my first episode, but there's a, there's a gentleman who's just dropped a comment in now who, again, I, I, I we, we connected through social media, but I just wanted, and he's put, if one rises, we all, we all do. And he, he messaged me that and he put it into a comment on, on one of my posts as well. And the reason I wanted to just jump in then is because exactly what you've just said there is is so powerful because social media has had its negatives and it does has it have its negatives. But I feel what people don't realize is I took the exact same approach as what you took. And when I speak to the people that I'm working with, whether it's an up and coming coach in whatever area or whether it's just someone who is just trying to achieve something that has their own social media status, and it's like, be yourself, be honest. The people that resonate with you will connect with you. And you are going to start to find a circle of people that, that empower and support you. And I set out to be one of the people that did that. And like you said, 
I would, if I found something that inspired me, no matter what it was, I would generally comment on it saying, this is unbelievable or well done or be compassionate. There was just something I wasn't doing it for any reason. And just, it gave me something back is in a selfish way. Cause I felt good about myself, man. But they're saying I wanted to give people something. And I think that from that, the community of people that I've met is absolutely phenomenal. Man. I love you too, uh, Byron, man. Uh, and, and again, he's been a big impact on my world, but it's like, I've grown a community of people around me that have given me more than they actually realize. And we've just communicated by doing exactly what you just said there. I think what you've just said there is so, so powerful. And it's, it's just a key value that shows a lot about yourself, Matt, as a person as well. And I think that there is a rise in that in social now. And I am seeing a lot more, whether it's just because that's what I'm focusing on now, but I'm seeing a hell of a lot more people with that mindset and that attitude but maybe it's because that's my focus and where, where my energy and sight is going. But it's a beautiful thing to see. Um, and I just needed to jump in because our, our, we align a lot there. And, and, and I think it was, it was a really powerful thing. And one thing that it kind of is all linking in this, which is another amazing thing, because you in your bio, you talked about the hack gym and it, it began because you wanted just to share tips, tricks and hacks. Um, to help others reach their fullest potential, man. I absolutely love that, by the way. The, the, the ring to that is powerful. But again, that's not you wanting anything, but that's you sharing information for free on Instagram um, and social to help people. Um, where where did this, this route come from? Because you've talked about your journey, your jobs, your family, which is just phenomenal. And we are going to touch on that before we finish, by the way. I want to touch into the family. But where did it act, where did this light spark in you to say, right, okay, I know you've mentioned COVID, uh, so we're going to touch on that in a minute. But the, the, other than COVID, there must have been a light inside to think, this is the time to really drive out some of my learnings to help others. And and how did the hack gym form? Can you just tell everyone a little bit, bit about that now? Yeah. Well, so going back a little bit, 2016, uh, I was pretty active on Facebook. and was a real asshole. Wow. That's all I can say. Okay. Uh, I was a terrible person. I was a jerk. I would argue with people, debate with people. I would say terrible things. I'd post terrible comments. I was uh, just a straight up troll. I, I was just in a terrible place mentally. And I was lashing out through social media at all sorts of things. And I finally had a friend, a uh, friend out in Germany, uh, who had a very different perspective, you know, different culture, different, you know, different lifestyle. Uh, but a good friend in Germany who reached out and said, man, I'm seeing these posts that you're putting out. I'm seeing all of this. And this isn't this isn't you. This, this isn't who I know. This this isn't the person that I spent time with. Uh, you know, what's going on, man? And that woke me up. Uh, that that was a, that was a wake up call I needed. Uh, so this was July of 2016. And I said, okay, I'm dropping social media entirely. I didn't just drop off of Facebook. I went through that whole process of completely deleting my entire history off their servers. I wiped out that part of me. And I did not touch social media again until, uh, until I started the hack gym. I did not get active in social media again until hack gym. And because I finally reached a point where I realized now I have positive things that I can put out there. Now I have a way to communicate properly. I'm in a better mental state. I, I have something of value that I can share. 
uh, that could benefit people. So that's where I found myself as I'd been on my fitness journey for about two years and everything was going great, but I was attending a commercial gym, COVID hits, everything locks down, and I've got to suddenly shift to the home gym scenario. Uh, but in America, for pretty well all of 2020, you could not get fitness equipment. And it's you know pretty much the same. It was everywhere. You couldn't get anything. No dumbbells, no plates, no nothing. I was lucky to just get a set of bands. And I had dumbbells from five pounds up to 30 pounds is what I had in the garage already. So that was it. And so basically all of 2020, that's what I got by with. So I started piecing together and hacking together multiple different ways to still maximize a workout with minimal equipment and began to share that with friends and family. And everyone kept telling me, you need to put this out there. You need to share these ideas on social media. There's plenty of people who need this right now. And it was fearful for me. I was scared to do it. I, I didn't want to see any bad tendencies come back out of me again by returning to social media. But I finally did it. I, I launched it. I shared a bunch of hacks. I continue to develop and share more and more hacks. And now fitness equipment is more readily available, but I still keep the the, the spirit of the hack gym is still focused on simplicity on keeping things affordable. And so I'm still trying to help those people who don't have a big budget. You know, you get on social media and you'll see these home gyms that are $100,000 of equipment. Yep. And that's great for them, but most people aren't in that boat. So I really try to keep my focus on things that are affordable, duplicatable, uh, and just minimizing equipment needs, but maximizing your workout efficiency. So that's the type of content I put out there. And that's, that's the whole idea. So I just want to help people who are, you know, average Joe, everyday kind of people who just want to get their health in order, but they think I can't do it without expensive equipment. Uh, they think I can't do it without investing into all of this expensive stuff. And I'm trying to say, no, that's not true. You can get into phenomenal shape with such minimal equipment. It will shock you. You just got to be committed to it. Just be dedicated and consistent and it will work. I love it, Matt. And again, um, apologies, I do this a lot, but when, when you're talking, I try and pick up on a few things. If you see me looking down and making notes yeah. as, yeah. as you All speak. Good. All good. Um, but I think uh, two things I want to touch on. Um, the first one, I want to highlight something because I think it's important. I think that you were very honest in, in what you said there and, and you didn't need to be. You didn't need to say what you said there. Um, but that shows value of honesty of yours, which I think it, integrity there is, is unbelievable to, to highlight what your mindset and what you were doing on Facebook and then how negative you were. And I think that shows a lot about you to admit that. And the reason I wanted to highlight that is for two reasons. The first is that used to be me on the world, not just social media. So in, in, in my younger life, that was me. I had so much hate and resentment and I shone a, a very negative light into the world. Um, so I wanted to, and, and that's something I'm very honest with in my um, approach, and I'm very honest in, in in that. So I just want to say thank you for being honest, and I think that shows a hell of a lot about yourself. Um, but I also want to use that to help people understand that I see this a lot in, in clients that I work with, and it's around resentment, and it's around them not feeling happy with themselves. I'm not saying this is you, Matt. I just wanted to highlight both of our journeys and how other people can see a transition that sometimes when you aren't happy with yourself for whatever reason that is, 
and it could be um, literally anything, whether it's the way you look, the way you feel, your work scenario, your family scenario, something is affecting you and it's causing resentment, it's causing anger, it's causing negative emotions and suddenly you drive this out and it can be aimed at people, it can be aimed at life and what I love about it is there's someone that knows you has turned around and said, Matt, man, that is not you, that is not you and, and that was a beautiful thing. So um, I just want to say thank you for being on. I think that shows a lot about you as a man to, to have said that when you didn't need to say that. And just to not know that because of how positive, empowering and compassionate you are now says even more about yourself. Um, but I think a lot of people can take a lot from that because I think a lot of people are sitting in hate and anger right now and it isn't them. They're just struggling with something and that shift can help them if they just become more positive, more caring and compassionate. It, it does help transition your world and it has done mine. As, as, as it sounds like it has done yours as well, Matt. And the second thing I wanted to touch on is Again, we're relating a lot, but during the lockdown and COVID, I tried to get outside and show people that without a gym, you can still move. So the gyms in, in the UK completely shut down for a few. We, we were, had sporadic lockdowns in the UK. I mean, some of the lockdowns everywhere was completely shut completely. And my attitude was we are allowed outside and we have a world outside there to, to go and utilize. Um, doesn't matter your ability levels, we have a world out there. The same mindset you took, which is, man, you can use minimal equipment and still get results. And I think the creativity shown from you there is unbelievable. Um, and isn't it amazing that COVID, it was such a strange period, but a lot of people that took a positive spin on it have come out in a stronger position. And that's not talking about a health scenario because I know a lot of people suffered badly with COVID, but I'm talking about people that were affected by COVID by being locked down with restrictions, weren't affected by anything health-related, but took a negative mindset to being locked down instead of thinking, how can I make a positive impact now on myself or even on others in a time where we are locked down and have limited things around us? And I think that, again, comes showing the mindset of things can be done. In any situation, success can be made, and it's kind of down to the individual and their perspective. So I think highlighting that again, Matt, is, is, is a real phenomenal thing. Yeah, the you know, back to that idea earlier of, you know, degree of difficulty. You know, when I see these people, you know, who are reaching out to me through social media and saying, hey, I need some tips, I need some tricks, you know, help me with these various things. You know, that's where I find myself is is my first thought might be something like, well, that's easy. Why do you need my help? You know, or or I think, well, that's kind of a dumb question. I mean, I, I think those things. I'm human. I, I think those negative things. But then I've learned to shift that and to recognize, no, no, this person is sincere and I can show them compassion and support. And, and I can realize their degree of difficulty is different than mine. So for them, it might legitimately be a hard thing. It might be a real challenge. I can appreciate that. I can respect that. And I will share every bit of knowledge that I possibly can with them uh, and, and help them in any way that I possibly can. And I, 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 will, I, will, I will block myself from having any judgments and, and from making any assumptions. You know, you know we're all human. We all, we all have biases. We all have prejudices. We all, we all make assumptions. It's just, can you have the control, the self-control to stop those thoughts and say, no, I'm not going to pursue that. I'm going to, I'm going to shift and I'm going to approach this with, as you said, the compassion, the understanding with kindness, 
it, it's an active choice. It takes effort. It goes back to that discipline. Uh, you know, we, you know, none of us are perfect. We're all going to have negative thoughts and negative reactions to people. We just, you know, do you pause for just a second and stop those negative reactions from continuing any further and choose to be supportive and positive? Man, you're a breath of fresh air, uh, Matt. And I think your, your honesty is potentially for myself, one of your strongest strengths in terms of like you say, and, and I've seen this as a coach and it actually helped me form a part of B1 um, in terms of how I coached and my philosophy changed. And it was about, I won't, with my clients, how I approach it is the aim of me is to get them to learn and develop the knowledge themselves. I am quite hard on, on that as a coach in terms of if my client isn't picking up and learning and developing the knowledge themselves I, I take a step back. It's not my job is not that point because my philosophy as a coach is if you are still with me for a prolonged period of time and aren't able to continue yourself, it doesn't mean you won't still be working with me, but you aren't able to continue yourself through knowledge, experience, and you have grasped it, then I've not done my job. So I'm very hard on my clients in terms of you need to learn and, and develop your knowledge in this area. I'm going to help you but it's got to come and the will and the want has got to come from yourself. And the reason I'm bringing that up, Matt, is because you are right. I get questions asked from clients and the first thought that pops in my head is like, how are you not understanding this? Like, how are you not getting this? And it's easy to, but you've got to pause. Again, that pause is so imperative. I, I kind of call it awareness, self-awareness. It's like, just understand your thought right now and understand their perspective and how can I approach this to help them? And also that's going to benefit me to become a better person and a better coach. And, a, and do you know what I mean? So it's phenomenal the way you've expressed that. But again, it's very honest because everyone, like you say, has these thoughts in their heads. Not everyone will be honest about what they've thought, but it does come in. And I think we're coaches that, that are very honest. And again, it's, it's why my philosophy is I need to help them learn themselves because they are going to transition more that way. Um, and, and I think that's a that's a powerful thing. Um, so, Matt, what I want you to do, because there's some key questions that I kind of want to go through for, for the show and just to get your perspective. But I just want you to kind of talk about the everything that you've got. I want to help highlight who Matt is right now and, and, and everything you've got, because I know you've got your own clothing brand come up. I've seen that being popped up here, there and everywhere. Um, so if you can just take this opportunity before we go into some more mindset focused questions, just to talk about the different things that you've got going on now, Matt, so that so the viewers can uh, can hopefully jump on board and, and support. Yeah, I well, appreciate that. Um, yeah, just trying to, as I said, keep my plate full. So really, really focus <laughs> on keeping the plate full. Uh, so yeah, I'm dabbling in the clothing thing. Uh, you can find that through my Instagram uh, bio link uh, at the Hack Gym. And I'm going to continue to keep adding, you know, a lot of it's, you know, humorous, uh, you know, fun little gym type messages that you'll find on the, on the clothing and as well as my, my hack gym logos and such. And I'll, I'll continue to grow and expand that over time. Uh, that's a bit more of a hobby. It's not really an income driver or anything. It's just, it's a hobby. I mean, I'm selling everything at cost. It's just something that I want to do to get a brand out there and enjoy that challenge of launching a brand. That's really yeah. what it's about. Uh, the podcast, as we said, is coming up. Uh, the podcast, the concept of the podcast, just to clarify that as well, is I'm taking the educational knowledge that I have of behavioral psychology, behavioral economics, and we're going to start every episode talking about a theory within 
behavioral economics and psychology and how it applies to, you know, how it applies within business and within finance, but then spin it and say, here's how we use this same concept to achieve your fitness and health goals. Amazing. So that's, that's the idea. And I'm intending for, yeah, these are going to be kind of Ted talk style, 12 to 20 minute type, um, set sections, uh, um, episodes. Uh, that's my idea. So, you know, I, I thankfully wrote, wrote three episodes this week. I'm planning to kind of find crank out three or four episodes that I can write per week. I'll launch here shortly and uh, that's moving along. Well, um, I'm heading over to a buddy's house tonight and we're working on a fitness product that we are developing. Wow, wow. Uh, we've got a provisional patent in place and we're building some more prototypes tonight. Uh, it's our third round of prototyping. So we are going to be constructing that in his garage tonight and uh, test it out and try to get ourselves to a final version soon. Um, uh, so that's moving along well. You know, it's a, basically a mobile fitness platform uh, is the idea, something you can take out on the road with you, travel with, uh, go do outdoor workouts with this sort of a concept. Wow. Uh, is what we're working on. So we're, we're excited for that moving ahead. Um, and uh, I am working on my personal trainer certification. So figure if I'm going to keep talking to people and helping and people, I might as well get a little bit of credentials behind that uh, just so I feel more qualified and competent to, to help and assist. So, you know, that process is flowing as well. So I've got study sessions and tests I got to take and all that I'm working through too. Uh, but enjoying that process as well, you know, certainly helping my fitness uh, levels step up as I'm gaining more knowledge through that process. Uh, so that's all going well. And, you know, it's kind of the primary things I'm focused on right now outside of my day job. Man, you sound as ambitious as me, man. I absolutely love this. And it's I just love it because it's shining a light to so many people who potentially just struggling with one ambition to hear someone so ambitious as yourself just to see how many things you are chasing but what i love about it is you, your smile and energy for everything you just said then shows that they are all passions and wants they're things that you want to be doing and and that came across as you were speaking and i think that's really important and i think that the the, the idea behind the podcast blew me away is i was already bought into listening to your podcast just from speaking to you but i'm even more bought in now by what this is about and how you're approaching that. I think that's going to be so beneficial and help a hell of a lot of people. So well done, Matt, in that ideology. And and I just can't wait to to, to hear that going, man. That's uh, that's an amazing thing. Um, But Matt, I, I want to delve into a few questions now. And again, these are kind of questions that I'll ask any guest that comes onto the show, because again, it's about different people's perspectives. So what I want to ask, I, th I think you've summed one of them up. So I'm going to ask the, the, the first one mainly, kind of like, what is mindset to yourself, Matt? What is the word mindset and what does it mean to you? So mindset, first and foremost, for me, is it's active. It is const It constantly has to be monitored and it has to be nurtured. I think human nature, our default mindset is always going to be negative and pessimistic and doubtful. And we have to really tend to our mindsets to keep them positive and upbeat. We have to choose to see the good in a situation, to see the hope, to see the potential that is out there. It's just too easy to default to despair and discouragement. Um, and, you know, and, and if you just look at 
you know, I think for, for most of us, we can easily look at friends and family and coworkers and very rapidly see those people who are yielding very quickly to that default mindset of, of negativity. Uh, to, to be excited about life and to be ambitious and, and driven is a active conscious process. And it can wear you out. You know, I've, I've felt that, you know, I've felt times where I've just run out of energy to have a positive mindset. And I also realized it's okay to allow myself to have some down moments, uh, to have some times of frustration. You have to feel that and experience it. You just have to make sure it's temporary that you, 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 I mean, I, I literally will give myself a plan where I'm feeling that overwhelm and I will say, okay. I can call up a friend and vent right now, or I can go to my wife and I can dump my problems right now on her. But tomorrow morning, 5 a.m., I'm going to wake up and everything's going to be fine. You know, I, I give myself that deadline where I'm going to stop complaining. I'm going to stop moping. I, I allow that brief period of time. Maybe I just pull out my journal and I just write four or five pages of just me dumping and venting all of my anger and uh, you know, I mean, that that's a key one for me. I, I do a lot. Of my, I journal a lot, but my journaling is almost always negative. It's my source to dump my negativity in. So I don't put it out on my family. I don't put it out on my friends or social media. My journaling has become that outlet. I mean, you know, I die and my family goes through my stuff and they find my journals. They're going to be terrified. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they, just let, you know, that's what it is for me. It's, it's that's my source uh, primarily. But then I have that plan that that I have that deadline. I'm going to stop the negativity at this point in time. And, and that's it. And I, I'm not perfect at it still, but that's the way I try to structure it. And, and, and that's when I can move forward. So it's that that mindset takes planning. You have to craft it. You have to design it. Uh, but if you do design it, you know, I think of it as an architecture kind of approach. You design it and structure it and lay it out. And, and then once you've built it, you've built that framework. That is that's that's huge. You build that framework that helps you maintain a good mindset and you stick within it. That's when you can really move through in the, 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 to the discipline side of it. You just you know, set up that structure and you you kick out those things that bring you a negative mindset. You kick out those people that bring out negative mindset. You you get them out of the house. You build that house that protects that mindset and it becomes less effort required. You're, you're able to live more in that mindset uh, naturally, I find. That That's fucking amazing. What an answer, because that question is going to be asked to every guest. And I think the the way you've just described that there is so powerful. It's untrue. I loved how you talked about our first our first response in a mindset is to go negative, and it takes work to develop a positive and ambitious mindset in whatever area that may be. But I feel the the way you've just described that, Matt, and we will be chopping that down and, and giving it to you because I think if you can share that out, and I'll be sharing that out. Um, that can help a lot of people. And this is why I'm so passionate about the mindset. And I'm I'm such a big believer because I've done it on myself. I have rewired my brain. I've rewired my mindset through my actions, my thoughts, the things that I read to be the person I am now. And for anyone that watches this show and is trying to change uh, or just trying to achieve a higher level in whatever area that may be, this is highlighting it is possible. Um, but again, you are 
going to be stuck with barriers through your own mind, but they can be overcome. And I think the way you've described that is is phenomenal. So thank you for that. That was that, I couldn't have asked for a better answer off you, Matt. Um, and it leads into something that you've highlighted just as what you've said, because you talked about getting the negative people out. So we're going to w- lead, lead into positivity. So I just want to just wanted to ask, um, like, who who are the people that have had a positive impact on you? And and kind of like, how has that helped you? If that makes sense, because I am a big believer in the people you surround yourself with impact your life. They impact your choices, your decisions, uh, your habits. They impact your thoughts they impact you a lot more than people realize. And it's something that I've had to transition and it's done me the world of good. But a lot of people struggle to do this because they're fearful. Sometimes they're close people. Uh, it's You've got a group of, of friends and it, it, it can be tough in certain scenarios. So I just wanted to highlight to people the, the, the impact of having positive people around you. So I'm just interested to know the, the, the positive people you've had in your life that have impacted you in a good way. And I think the friend in Germany has been highlighted is, is one of them for sure. Uh, yeah, certainly. I mean, family, you know, first and foremost, I mean, you know, family, you're kind of stuck with, right? It's a little hard to kick them out of your life. <laughs> um, but thankfully, yeah, family has always been extremely supportive, extremely behind me uh, positively. Uh, you know, my mom in particular, my biggest cheerleader my whole life still to this day, uh, you know, she, I mean, she's been texting me in the middle of all this, oh, <laughs> you know, you uh, so, you know, she, she's incredibly positive and always supportive, um, always has an impact on me that way. What's, what's your mom's name, Matt? Marilyn. Marilyn. Hi, Marilyn. Love that. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. She's tuned in, I'm sure somewhere. I love it. Uh, uh, you know, the, the family's been great, always supportive and such. And, and, and the, that, that positivity definitely radiates from them. Yeah. Friends, uh, I'm, I'm the type who doesn't have a large friend group. I can certainly count them on one hand, yep. uh, but fiercely loyal, uh, phenomenally supportive and the type of friends that have been friends for decades. Uh, and, you know, regardless of where we move, regardless of, of where life takes us, we still maintain contact. We still support each other and are always there for each other. Uh, you know, travel to see each other, spend vacations together, those sorts of things. So I've got those those level of friends that are not a high volume, but the the depth of the friendship is is definitely there. The positivity certainly comes from them. You know, the buddy I'm meeting up with tonight to work on our products. You know, that that's why we chose to work together. Is we already yeah. know that we can get along and compromise and come up with. Uh, good ideas together. So uh, we, we chose to go down this path uh, of this, this business venture together. And uh, so it, you know, it, it, it is key. And, and I've been through those moments where I got to kick friends out. I've got to, I got to, and even some family members, you know, having to have, having to disconnect from them uh, for a period of time until they can pull themselves together. Um, you know, certainly I want to support and help anybody who's struggling, but sometimes they're not ready to change and they're not ready to improve. And you've got to put a little distance uh, to protect yourself. And, and I've been there. Uh, and luckily I've had family members come back and I've had friends come back and, and uh, you know, that that's been fortunate. Um, but it, that, that's my main thing is, yeah, you know, just the friends and family are the core group that support and, uh, and, and I'm there to support them and they support me and, and it works well. And again, uh, resonating with you massively here, and 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 Jay Charles has jumped in and said again he hundred percent agree. But I think that um, 
I loved it when you said, like you say, family is something you can't get rid of, but you can step away from at times if it's affecting you negatively because you can't change people. It's got to come from themselves. You can try and help, but it, it, it gets to a point where they've got to understand and make that change themselves. And I think what you said there's really powerful and something that I've embodied as well. Um, and also something I wanted to highlight was two of the people that I'm working with now, Liam, a business partner for B1 Mindset, Ollie uh, from, from the podcast, and also Kev, who is on the Element Sessions that I know you've seen. These are people that have come into my life in the last year or so. I know Ollie fr from a bit younger, but we weren't too good of mates then. But in the last year, they've come in and they light me up when I know I'm going to be working with them or we're going to have a conversation or we're going to be doing something and building. So we share the same passion. We share the same values, the, the light, the, the drive to get it done. And it's a beautiful thing that, and I think that if you can find those people that share that energy, that's a big change as well. And, and, and I just needed to say that because again, a lot of things you're saying tonight might really resonate. And I think that hopefully people can, can take this and, and help them in their life as well. And the, the, the last bit we're going to lead into, Matt, and again, this is something that I've, I mentioned we do work in the B1 Mindset group, and it's kind of defining words and what they mean to you. And I think that I'm going to, I'm going to drop into the last two because we, we've discussed positivity, but the two here, one, one I'm really interested on you taking is the last one, actually. So we're going to, we're going to save that. But, the, but the, fir the first one I want to ask you to kind of like, what does it mean to you, this word? So what does ambition mean to yourself how would you define it in, in matt's terminology and what does ambition mean to yourself so that's another one i would still preface a bit with that idea of the degree of difficulty the diving analogy because what what is ambitious for me is one thing and and but what's ambitious for someone else i might think that's not ambitious yeah, there's yeah. nothing ambitious about that goal but i have to pause and think, okay, wait, their degree of difficulty is different. And for them, that might be the most ambitious thing they've ever tried to accomplish in their life. So how dare I judge that or criticize that? Instead, I'm just going to support and build them up and strengthen them any way that I can. So the, the ambition is, you know, it's, it's unique to everyone is basically the idea I'm trying to say. It's, everyone has their own level of ambition. And ultimately, ambition, I think, is, the, is something that builds you, you have a, you start with a small ambition and you achieve that. And then you can move to the next level of ambition. You can grow that ambition. You can strengthen it. You can enlarge it and you can reach a point where, you know, these, those ambitions become very lofty. Uh, maybe they're even unattainable, but they still drive you and motivate you. And that's fantastic. Love that. uh, you know, so, you know, to me, ambition, again, it, again, it's, it's similar to the, to the mindset. It, it, it takes nurture. It takes, focus and effort uh, to, to build it and, and develop it. Uh, but that's fine. If you, if your ambitions are small right now, that's fine. Go accomplish those ambitions, fulfill those ambitions. And then you'll see that it causes a natural expansion in that ambition within you. It will grow and grow as you continue to fulfill more and more ambitions. That that's what I believe. That's my experience. So if you think your ambitions are not lofty enough right now, just progress toward it. Just, just keep moving through those, those levels of ambition. That's again, massively powerful, massive, massively resonate with it again. Um, an ambition of having a gym is turned now into an ambition. I've got about five or six projects on the go. Five or six projects at the start would have been overwhelming and, and I don't think I would have done anything. But to achieve the gym, the gym became successful, gave me more ambition and belief in myself and what I could do. 
And um, I think what you just said there is, is so important for people to understand that just by going after one ambition, small as it may be to them, helps grow. And 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 I think both of us shine a light on on where we're now and how how ambitious we are in life, as you can tell from everything that we've got going on. The 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 last word now is going to be uh, an interesting one for myself in, in regards to anyone that I speak to with this, because I think that I feel this word will slightly differ um, for everyone's own experiences in life, maybe as well, and in, in their own kind of like outlook on life. But what is contentment to yourself, Matt? Like how how would you define contentment to yourself, and and how would you perceive it, and how do you find that in your life? Uh, I really thought that was an interesting question and I definitely put some thought into it. So for the longest time, I thought contentment was a positive thing. I thought contentment was something I was seeking and driving toward. And I reached a point professionally a few years ago, probably I would say three years ago, I reached a level of professional success and recognition that I did finally, for the first time in my life, felt content. I felt, wow, this is good. You know, th things are great. Money is good. The family is secure. I I've got, you know, all the things I was driving so hard for for so many years. And then it didn't take very long for me to realize contentment is boring for me. I, I, I don't, I, to, if I've reached contentment and I'm still in my mid forties, what's the future going to hold for me? And, and I, I, I didn't stay in that contentment area for too long before I realized, yeah, I, I, I gotta do more. There, oh, there's wow. still more. I can't stop. I can't slow down. Uh, you know, for, you know, to me, contentment always meant slowing down. Contentment meant enjoying the fruits of your labor and 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 relaxing and and it, soaking in those rewards that you've earned. And I realized that's I'm not ready for that yet. I don't want that yet. I, I want to keep pushing new levels of achievement, new businesses, new new streams of income, new challenges. I don't want to be content because uh, I think for me, I just for me personally, I found that contentment was the same thing as what we would call a comfort zone. Wow. And and I, I, you know, I had never felt like I was in a comfort zone. I always felt like I had more to prove. I had something to beat. And then I reached that point, as I said, a couple of years ago, where I, I finally realized I'm in a comfort zone. I, I am in a comfort zone for the first time ever. And it doesn't feel good. I, I don't like this. <laughs> I, I'm not progressing. I'm going stagnant. And, and so for me, it's, you know, maybe down the line, yeah, there might be a time in the future where contentment finally suits me, but I'm just not there yet. Contentment is not a place I want to be yet. I, I want to keep moving ahead and challenging myself and, and accomplishing more. And yeah, maybe, you know, yeah, someday down the line, Okay, maybe contentment will have its place, but uh, yeah, you know, for me, it's kind of a negative word at this moment in time, honestly. But that that is exactly why I love um, why the the spin that I put in life is that we can learn from anyone, and everyone's definition is different. And I've actually taken a lot from your answer personally, 
And, and that's helped me start to redefine the way I see the word because I share every value that you had said. So I was sat there thinking, man, that's right. Like, I'm not content with where I'm at because I'm still so ambitious for the things that I've got. And I think that's the power of what I wanted to bring with a mindset show. It's to show it's the different views, the different perspectives that different people have can really help you make a shift in your own life because you start to understand different people's just just like I say, perspective is a big thing for myself. And um the answer you've given to that question is is with something I'm gonna go away. And I'm actually gonna pose this to to Ollie on the podcast. So what I might get Liam to do if he can is cut this from the show so I can show it Ollie and just let Ollie hear what you've just said. Cause I think Ollie will take a lot from what you, I think he will resonate with that a hell of a lot. And that, and that's really kind of ignited me to, to reevaluate my definition of that word, because I think I share the, the, the same drive and being content with something would mean to, to settle. So that's, that's power. And I'm I'm very thankful of the thought you've put into that. Um, because that's helped me. And and I hope again it, um the, the listeners and viewers have taken a lot from that as well, Matt. I truly do. Um, I just wanted to to finish, man, and I've left this till last for a reason. Um, because as you know, man, I, my son was born last year and he's been a massive impact. I I had this this limiting belief and insecurity of having a son through my own insecurities on my own life journey. But having a son has been probably one of the, the biggest things ever to happen in my life. And it's, it's not slowed me down. It's made me more driven um, to capitalize on everything that I can to show him what's possible, but at the same time to be as present as possible with him as well. So I just want to touch on the fact like, man, you're a father of six amazing kids and you're, I love this bit, like you're married to your high school sweetheart, Penny, um, for, for 25 years, man. And that shows a lot about the, the the love you have for your family. And just to kind of finish by talking about that, because I think a lot of people, and uh, I mean this it, it, with the best intention, but a lot of people, and I had this said to me, which is why I wanted to highlight, but a lot of people lent to me that that having a kid can hamper your life it can stop you being ambitious it can take your time up it can stop your your dreams and your goals and in, in in your tracks in whatever way that may be but man man that that people were saying that to me with one child man you've got six you've got grandchildren like i just wanted to get your grasp and that's why i left it so last i think number one because it's a big value and obviously it's a big value of yours but also wanted to highlight how ambitious you are and what you've achieved in your whole life. But right now at this age, you are still fighting for more. But the, can you just kind of like talk to me a little bit about that? Because I think that's a that's a big thing for people to understand that it, that's a limit that shouldn't need to be there, in my opinion. Well, I certainly don't claim to be a perfect parent and don't claim to have all the answers by any means. Um, experience has taught me a lot and mistakes have taught me even more. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's definitely a reality that I'm facing. Um, what I would, you know, probably highlight more than anything is I've been in those points in life, as I said, we're taking care of the kids and focusing on them, you know, all their different activities and needs and, and just being, just investing into them on a personal level for many years. Yes it required a sacrifice of other things. Now, looking back, I recognize that there were plenty of opportunity. There was plenty of opportunity for me to still 
accomplish a lot of other things. And I, and I did, you know, I still, I did the, I did the kids, I raised the family, but I was pursuing other interests. I was doing other things, be it side businesses or educational things or whatnot. I was doing all those things while still raising the family and keeping myself focused and busy. Uh, you know, it wasn't always fitness focused. No, you know, as I mentioned, there were times where my fitness suffered for sure, but I could have chosen to shift my time toward fitness. I just put other things as a higher priority and, you know, not, not saying right or wrong, but it's just all about that priority. There's always time for priorities, you know, a key mantra I live by. There's always yeah. time for priorities. You just got to decide what they are. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I was able to still, I think, do a, do a good job of balancing that maintaining professional standards fulfilling my my professional obligations effectively, still giving the kids the time and support that they needed, still handling some personal things that I wanted to be involved in and focus on, uh, you know, volunteering and, and being active in church and various things of that type that I focused on for the years. Uh, just as experience has built over time, I've just become better and more efficient at, at dividing my time and, and focusing on different things and better at prioritization that just comes with, with time. So yeah, I can look back years in the past and realize I did some things that weren't efficient, that weren't effective. Okay. Don't dwell on it too much. Just, you know, get learn from it, move on. Uh, but certainly it's not an excuse. You know, your kids should not be ever, you should never see your kid as a burden. You should never see your kids as a limitation and that's just a terrible perspective to take. You, you don't want to ever put yourself in a spot where you're resenting uh, your children and how they might have messed up your life. And I've certainly heard people say that many times, uh, but I just it's just such a horrible perspective to develop. I, I just my belief is you'll never go wrong if you're investing your available time into your kids. That will never steer you wrong. And if that means you don't spend as much time on fitness, you don't spend as much time on other pursuits so be it because definitely the time will come later on where your kids will thank you because you put that time into them when you didn't have to, when you could have spent your time elsewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's just, that's just so critical that just, you know, don't, if your kids are pulling you away from something else, so be it. It's where you should be. That's what I would say. I love that, Martin. And I think that, um, I just loved everything you said there and I completely resonate again. I think I've said the word resonate a million times today, but he's true. But I think um, one of the first tasks that I work with a one-to-one -one client with is a task around the word priorities, which is phenomenal. And I get them to break down what their priorities in life, their musts and their wants, and then get them to really delve into. So off that list now in your week, how much time have you spent on those? And then can you make a list of anything else that you've done? And suddenly you start to highlight that actually they're prioritizing their time on a hell of a lot of different things other than the priorities they've written down on the motherfucking list. Yeah. And it's like, it highlights to them a, a real shift of, wow, yeah, they, they aren't my priorities because if they were my priorities, that's where my time will be going. And as soon as you then help them create the list that they want, it also highlights the amount of time they actually have. So it, it, it's a really powerful task, but I think it's amazing how a lot of things you've said there kind of really resonate. Um, and and I, I, I will finish by saying this, Matt, like 
there's i and i don't know your views on this i'm not going to ask it right now but i i am a big believer in things happen for the right reasons for the right times whether it's bad or it's good i truly believe that and to have you come on this show to resonate with you so much more than i even thought we did has been unbelievable but the amount of information that you share tonight has been phenomenal and it it's I'm absolutely really proud that this is the first episode for the Mindset Tune-Up show because I think you have really brought something out that that will help a lot of people and I couldn't have asked for for someone better to come on and that comes from the bottom of my heart. I'm not, I'm not even just saying that for the sake of saying it and the people that know me will know that and the people that follow me will know that and I think a lot of people can take a lot from you guys. If, if you don't follow Matt already, I'm 100% sure a lot of them will have already clicked follow um, but I'm also massively excited about the podcast. So guys, keep your eyes peeled for that podcast as well. I will be a hundred million percent be listening to that. Um, and I just can't thank you enough for coming on, but also I can't thank you enough for the honesty you shared, but also the value you've given to my first ever show. Like I am absolutely truly blessed, man. I can't thank you enough. Uh, well, thank you. I mean, it is my honor to, to sit down and talk. You are inspiring to me on a daily basis. Uh, I am plotting and planning. Uh, we're, we're heading to the beach for spring break coming up in March, and the family is just going to have to tolerate me spending every morning with weighted bags and, <laughs> and rucksacks and shoulders out in the water. Man, I'm going to be out, out, out in the waves, getting crashed all over, hauling weight. You know, I'm, I'm doing. I'm setting up my own pattern after you. I love uh, you, be Phenomenal. Every morning, I'm going to be out just nearly drowning myself and it's going to be awesome <laughs> what it's about man it's that energy man and i can't wait to see yeah. that and the post you put on where you went into the to the river near you carrying <laughs> the bag and i was like man he's out here i love it because then it inspired me and i think that's the beauty of this and i think that um that is the power of, of the world right now if you decide to get around the people the right people and i want to highlight one last thing guys that we talk about positive people in your life but it doesn't need to be someone you're in physical contact with it can be someone across the other side of the world that makes an impact on your life. And I can strongly say that, Matt, you have made a positive impact on my life. And the comments tonight, have every single one has been positive and it's just talked about you in an outstanding way. And you are going to be successful in, in every venture that you go into with the attitude and mindset you have, Matt. And I can't wait to, to watch that and let it inspire me. Um, and the comments are just coming in just to say how amazing you've been Matt and the show we've been and that's I can't I, I seriously can't thank you enough my man well thank you thank you totally totally my honor thank everyone for tuning in I appreciate it all and you know for anybody out there I mean you know DM me I'm always available to chat and talk and just you know love the connections that we can make and as, as Ben said no matter where you're located anywhere in the world it's it's awesome that uh, things have been made a lot smaller thanks to uh, the social media options we've got and I love it love love to support and, and cheer everybody on Love it, Matt. So, Matt, what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to I'm going to drop you out. I'm just going to I'm going to wrap the show up. But guys, just to finish, Matt on Instagram is at the Hack Gym, as he's just said there. Please give him a follow, and also please feel free to DM him. He's been very open about uh, the advice and the support he would give, which I think is a beautiful thing as well. Uh, so, Matt, just before I drop him, I just want to say again, massive thank you for being on the show, and uh, I can't wait to touch base with you soon. I'm sure there's going to be more things in the future between me and yourself. I can just see it happening. So. Um, Awesome. Again, thank I thank you for coming on, mate, and I'll speak to you soon. All right, thank you. My pleasure. Thank you, Matt. Guys, so that was the first ever episode of the Mindset Tune-Up Show. And um, I just need to say the, the words that I said to Matt at the end then, 
came from the bottom of my heart. I can't actually believe I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest. Like this is the first show. The thoughts were in my head. Is it going to work? Is it going to be good? Am I going to perform? What's the guest going to be like? Is Matt said, these thoughts come into your mind. And um, that is just, that that's made me so happy um, in myself. And I'm so blessed that, that for the opportunity to do this, and the thing I'm going to finish off with saying is this, guys, man, like the 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 things that I've taken to 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 go and achieve the goals, to set up the mindset tune up show, to set up my other businesses, have completely transformed my life. They were goals, and guys, the mindset towards life is so key. And I think that a lot of what Matt, well, more or less every fucking word Matt said tonight, if you take on board and apply or just think about it and understand how you are taking that approach to your life could make a massive impact. And again, this is what I'm hoping to bring with every guest we get on the show. So guys, thank you everyone that has joined in tonight. I truly appreciate it. Again, um, I, I can't thank the support that I've had enough. I truly can't. And again, this is something that, that, that I'm going to cherish. And this is just about giving you as much information in your life as possible to hopefully help. As I always say, if I can help one person, I've, I've done something that I've truly wanted to do. Um, and But I feel having Matt on the show tonight has helped definitely more than one person. So, guys, thank you for tuning in. Um, keep your eyes out for the next show that's going to be lined up. Um, and, again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you truly for everyone that's joined us today. Big love, guys, and uh, I'll see you all soon. Thanks for listening to the B1 Podcast. If you found this episode of value, please share it with anyone who you feel it would help. Make sure you follow the podcast and why not subscribe to our YouTube channel when we have future live events that you can attend for free. As always, links to our guests and our various profiles can be found in the show notes. Until next time, take care and we can't wait to speak soon.